Hello, and welcome to the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast Weekly News Review, brought to you by the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calicoon, New York. Stop by the kitchen table to see what fresh in-house baked goods they're whipping up. We'll start out in Monticello with a foreclosure proceeding that was filed against one of Sullivan County's most attractive tourist destinations, the Owen Wellness Center. We want our money back. That's it, Condon and Forsh LLP attorney Appen Manan, who is representing two banks in the lawsuit, said. The commercial mortgage foreclosure action was filed in the state Supreme Court in late January by Canara Bank, New York's branch, and Union Bank of India Limited, and seeks to recover more than $45 million in past due loan payments, interest, fees, and other assorted expenses. It names Viria Lifestyle, Yowan Center Resort owner Sabash Chandra, and the Sullivan County IDA, among others, as plaintiffs in the action. Sullivan County IDA is listed because of its involvement with granting the Yowan Center tax benefits during its building phase nearly seven years ago. The banks are not seeking to foreclose or terminate the IDA's interest in the premises. Banks counsel said, quote, we filed the lawsuit and after that the defendants are being served with papers. Although some of the defendants have already been served, the law firm is locating the others across the globe. We are waiting for the service to be completed, Appen said. We are not here to hurt anybody but we have to make sure that my clients get their money back. Mid-2016, the banks made available a $45 million building loan for construction of the project and site improvements. However, the filing said that the borrower is in default of the loan agreement due to its failure to pay interest due on April 1, 2019, and failure to fund a debt service reserve account before March 31, 2019. A letter dated December 4, 2019 gave the borrowers an additional 15 days to pay the defaulted interest. A second letter, dated December 27, 2019, went out after payments were not received. It demanded an accelerated payment of the entire principal and interest. The banks are looking to recover $37,499,352.71, plus $8.5 million in interest and other assorted fees and taxes in the proceeding. The 68,000-square-foot, 131-room, six-story luxury resort was opened on June 21, 2018, a 1,302-acre piece of property once owned by Kutcher's Hotel. The resort is located at 420 Anawana Lake Road, Monticello, on property formerly occupied by the Kutcher Sports Academy. The Sports Academy was a well-respected summer camp operated from 1955 to 1992 by the Kutcher family and featured some of the biggest names in sports, including Claire B., Louis Konezka, Pistol Pete Maravich, Will Chamberlain, and Emerson Boozer. Yohan overlooks Bailey Lake and is owned by India media mogul Subhash Chandra, who was once considered one of the wealthiest men in India. Although his company's value and family wealth have been greatly diminished in recent years, he is still believed to be worth $2.5 billion. According to the foreclosure filing, Chandra was absolutely and unconditionally granted the payment of borrowers' obligations under the loan documents. The resort had opened to much fanfare throughout the Mid-Hudson and Metropolitan region, but its niche as an ultra-high-end wellness spa never hit full stride. With 36 multi-use therapy rooms, an indoor theater fitness center, indoor pool, juice bar, nature trails, and yoga rooms and spaces, the resort catered to those seeking to be pampered and offered several wellness days open to the public. Following the opening of the resort, Yowan spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to renovate the Kutcher's Country Club 18-hole golf course, which opened briefly in 2018 before shutting down in 2019. Despite its opulence, Yowan Resort was troubled by management issues and its management team changed several times during its three-plus years in the business industry, insiders said. 
Calls to Yo One for comment were not returned, and the resort is still open and taking reservations. Shifting gears to the village of Monticello, there was hardly an empty seat to be found inside Village Hall as board members held their inaugural reorganizational meeting last week. Former village mayor Gordon Jenkins was sworn in as a trustee, followed by incumbent trustee Rochelle Massey, both won by wide margins during village elections held last month. Jenkins said, quote, I appreciate the community and everyone who voted for me. It's not about Gordon being a trustee. It's about building youth and building a better community. Immediately following the swearing-in ceremony, Trustee Massey introduced a resolution to appoint James Snowden as the full-time village manager with an annual salary of $85,000. Massey read the resolution as follows, whereas the village board of trustees did perform a thorough candidate search and interview process for the position of manager, and whereas under completion of the candidate interview process, the village board of trustees wishes to offer James Snowden a permanent position as village manager commencing April 6, 2022. Before being elected back to public office, Jenkins had been a vocal critic of the board not having a full-time village manager. Village Mayor George Nicolatos has been performing the duties just as former Mayor Gary Somers had before him. Trustee Michael Banks asked that the board could discuss the village manager position in executive session. I'm not aware of any new hires, he said. Nothing against James. He'd probably do a great job, but I want to do it the right way. I didn't get a chance to see any information about the contract. There's a motion on the floor to vote, responded Jenkins. Trustees Carmen Rue, Jenkins, and Massey voted yes to appoint Stone and his village manager. Trustee Banks voted no, and Mayor Nicolato's voting last sided with the majority and voted yes. Mayor Nicolato said he did not have a chance to interview Snowden. We didn't know who was being hired until we found out at the meeting, he said. There was speculation. Snowden had previously served as village building inspector and code enforcement officer when he was indicted on charges related to the demolition of the village courthouse. Snowden was fired as code enforcement officer in 2016, and all criminal charges against him were dismissed in 2017. Snowden filed suit against the village, alleging he was wrongfully terminated because of his political association with then-Mayor Jenkins, who was removed from office in 2015 by State Appellate Division, 3rd Department, the State Supreme Court, citing instances of misconduct. The lawsuit was eventually dismissed. What's in the past is in the past, Snowden told the Democrat. We have to move forward. We have to make sure we're building a future for our kids, and we have a lot of work to do. Trustee Rue said Snowden was the right candidate for the job because he knows the village and challenges it faces. There's some fiscal as well as zoning challenges that we plan to address head-on, Snowden said. Following Wednesday's reorg meeting, an emergency meeting was called for last Friday morning. Following a number of agenda resolutions, board members went into executive session for over an hour to discuss personnel. When they reconvened, there was a resolution to remove $25,000 from Gary Lasher's salary and give payroll duties to Bonnie Carnell. The $25,000 relates to some of the village manager duties that Lasher has performed before the board hired Snowden last week. The next resolution lowered the salary of enforcement officer B.J. Gettle from $65,000 to $50,000. Trustee Michael Banks called Gettle's salary change, quote, a personal vendetta. Gettle has been working night in, night out. The office was in shambles before her, Banks said. She has single-handedly turned that department around. 65000 with no benefits is a gift to us. Trustee Carmen Rue claimed Gettle's salary never came before the board for a vote. I think they're trying to get rid of her, honestly, Nicolato said. Trustee Jenkins added that the village needs to get its finances in order. There's a lot of resentment because we won, he said. There's too much spending and there's too much money being given away. The resolution passed with Massey, Jenkins, and Rue voting in favor, while Banks and Nicolatos voted no. 
When reached for comment, Gettle said she was beside herself with the new board's decision. This is not right, she said. I enforce the code, which they don't like. Some in Monticello's Jewish Orthodox community have alleged discrimination during previous public comment sections of village meetings. I treat everybody equally, said Gettle. If anyone wants to holler discrimination, let me bring my rabbis from Bethel, and they can tell you how fair I am. Heading a little north to Gramsville, there will soon be a new leader of the Tri-Valley Central School District. The Board of Education appointed Aaron Long as the district's next superintendent at their meeting on April 12th. Her term will begin on April 1st, 2022. After completing a very thorough and diligent superintendent search, we are thrilled to appoint Aaron Long as the next superintendent of Tri-Valley School District, said Carrie Ann Poley, president of the Tri-Valley Central School District Board of Education. She said, quote, we are confident Aaron possesses the qualities that our constituents, staff, and students are seeking. She will be a wonderful addition to our community. Long most recently served as the elementary school principal of the Lyons Central School District in Wayne County for seven years. In this position, she fostered partnerships with local organizations to promote student well-being, such as Family Literacy Partnership, Wayne Community Schools, and the Early Childhood Work Group. Long also liaised with area colleges to provide practical teaching opportunities for local students. Prior to this role, Long taught grades K-6 through as an elementary school teacher for 20 years at Dundee Central School in Yates County. During her tenure, Long was the lead writer of the district's response to intervention plan to provide students with early academic support and intervention and served as the English language arts coordinator. It's an honor to join the Tri-Valley Central School District as superintendent of schools, she said. I'm looking forward to continuing vital school community partnerships and building new relationships with our students, staff, and the community at large. That does it for tonight's episode of the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast. Once again, the podcast was brought to you by the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calico, New York. Everyone have a wonderful holiday weekend, and we'll catch up with you again soon.